Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. The JBH podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free, and you'll get your first discovery call free. My sweet little Clementine, What was that from? Shoot. I think it was from one of my all-time favorite shows, Friends. Um, hi guys. This is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. Oh my gosh. It's Friday in my world. I couldn't be happier. I started off my day today with a beautiful sunrise workout from my friends at Health House. John Napkia, you're a king, you're a maven. Literally, you have transformed my body. Guys, if you wanna know more about the workout from Health House, check out last week's episode, episode number 120, and You'll get all the info there because seriously, this is not a workout that you're going to want to miss. It's on demand right now because mm, studios are closed. Everyone's on lockdown. You know, can we just jump to that point really quick and then I'll get on with the show. A lot of people aren't taking things seriously. A lot of people think I'm being over exaggerating about everything, but guess what? People I know have gotten the virus and um, I just choose to spread on compassion and respect to those around me, Um, personally myself as well, respect to myself, I don't even want to get sick in the first place. No one even likes getting a cold, Um, let alone what would happen if I was the one that got someone else terminally ill, even someone such as my mother or a family member or a friend or an acquaintance or even just someone that I decided to just wing it with, if you know what I mean. Um, But I don't do that. Um, so anyways, on to the show. Guys, check out Health House, all that information. Episode 130. It was purely amazing. Such a great time with John Nopke there. 
announcements. Do I have any announcements? Um, announcements are check out my blog, my website, justbeinghonest.com. That is being without a G. So it's J-U-S-T-B-E-I-N-H-O-N-E-S-T. Dot com. We've got some new links on there to purchase um, items that I use. And I'm a huge fan of, we have new humidifiers on there. We've got Beauty Counter, which is a brand that is non-toxic, excuse me, clean skincare, uh, beauty, makeup, Oh, they have children's products on there. They have men's specific products on there. Although I was consulting with a client and he, you know, I think guys, I gave him the recommendations of a female too because there are some products on there I think guys should definitely even use on their face as well. I don't get this glow just for nothing, guys. I'm using right now something I'm obsessed with is the Albright C Serum. Oh my gosh, it's going to change your life. You put it on in the morning, you look like you have this like glow. as turmeric, kamu kamu, just to name some of the ingredients. Okay, ah, I digress. On to the show. So, welcome. It is your health, nutrition, and lifestyle designer. You're like, what the heck is a lifestyle designer? Well, guys, I am here to make your life a little bit better. I work hands-on with um, clients individually and I help cultivate, dive deep into their life. Perhaps what is going on in the past, past traumas, how can we reshape things? Um, Mindset awareness, body awareness, fitness and nutrition awareness. Everything is energy, right? Do you wanna hear more? Hit me up, I'll tell you if you're a great candidate for it. Um, You probably are, and today's topic is something that is pretty exciting, pretty experimental with all of y'all. If you'd like to experiment on your body and uh, keep following me along, um, and how your body's working and how your body is responding to certain things, I think you're really going to like this. Um, also it being right now, it's July. I don't know when you're going to listen to this, probably August. It's still going to be hot where you are in most places in the world. And although I have a lot of Canadian listeners, so it may be chilly up there. I, I don't know the weather these years, these days, what have you, but hydration And I just spoke a little bit about skincare and vibrance and essence and, you know, longevity, anti-aging, all those topics, bubble words that you like to say here, you're curious about. And I think something that's so important is hydration and constant hydration. You will never see me without a water bottle in my hand with clean filtered water. Um, and a reusable water at that. So I think that's really important. Are you always staying hydrated? Because it's fuel for our souls, our cells, and everything that makes us, right? It's that what, you know, really truly builds, you know, anti-aging within us. And so I have some foods that I'm going to recommend to you along with the subject of today, um, which is all about food combining. I know I've touched a bit upon food combining before, but this one is more specific to a plant-based regimen. Let me just disclose, I'm not one that follows anything per se as a label in front of it, because that's really not my jam. You know, a lot of people, when they say, oh, you don't eat animals, you don't eat animal products, oh, you're vegan. And I'm like, "Mm, I know that's a label, but I don't want to be classified as that because I just feel like sometimes when we're classifying people as labels, that's when judgment 
and attacks come out and I know we are supposed to be living in such a compassionate world but it still happens and everyone's not perfect <laughs> I know I'm not um, and so we're just gonna disregard labels also the other thing is I don't follow a diet regimen per se I don't people ask me they say KB like are you on a K keto are you paleo are you pescatarian are you fruititarian are you oligarian i'm to be honest i'm just me <laughs> so i know that my palate is seasonal and i think for the better of your health we should all be eating whole foods from the earth without pesticides without chemicals and in season am i right am i right in season because when you put stuff in your body that's within season you are reducing the amounts of um how am i going to put this into layman's terms um things that are not ready to eat so when something is shipped to you from a different country that was a different season there it was not yet ripened so when it gets to you thousands of miles away it's beginning to sort of ripen and then you eat it maybe it's an orange right and it's not orange or citrus season and maybe you build up an intolerance to it that's because there are certain things called lectins and that's a protective barrier around an item. And it's basically, mm, items like plants, you know, fruits, seeds, they all are living organisms. They're life, they're vibrant. And they all have lectins on them to protect themselves from, you know, things that want to eat them. So no wonder they're shooting off all these arrows at you because they're not ready, right? So it's the difference between going across the street to your neighbor's house, like I do all the time. I do ask them, but sometimes I don't when I'm on a jog somewhere and I see a full Eureka lemon tree and it just makes me so angry when people don't pick their fruit and just let it fall and crumble to death. Seriously, I'm like Phoebe off of Friends, where everything has a personality. Anyways, that being said, there's such a difference when you're like, oh my gosh, look at that orange. You go across when you need an orange and you get to pick it off the street. I know. I know. I am so spoiled here out in California, especially Santa Barbara, when we've got avocados and apple trees and persimmon trees coming up and I see pomegranate trees. I mean, seriously, everything. People are growing gardens in their front yard. It's awesome. I highly recommend. <laughs> but um, that being said, food combining. The only regimen, I guess, per se, that I follow is something based upon plants. And that has helped make me a better thriver in this body um, I've dealt with and I'm dealing with autoimmune. I just got some more tests taken earlier this week, still waiting for the results on those. But our world and our food industry is so tainted that, you know, it's so sad that it makes us feel we have a lack of control on our dietary efforts. And dietary efforts, when I say that, I mean... You know, when we try to quote unquote, and I hate to use terms like good and bad, but when we try to eat good, I hate when people are like, I ate good today or I'm eating good. Um, we can always do better, right? So this is not about being perfectionistic. This is about being in full motion progress. So food combining, I'm going to break it down to you, the plant-based version baby and you know you may be asking what the heck what the heck is food combining another term could be food stacking um 
how you eat your foods because if you think about it, if you kind of imagine yourself looking at the inside of your body, um, your stomach, you know, as you put something in your mouth and it's going down your, your, your throat and all the way down and I won't get too graphic and into the body because some of you, we won't get started. You may not <laughs> want to image that, but if you just imagine that for a moment and you just imagine it going down to your stomach and like the whole digestive process and how saliva starts breaking down, the fluids break down, they're the digestive enzymes. It can really help you along the way with this whole concept. So food combining, food con food stacking, what it is basically in a nutshell, you know, things layer upon each other, right? And you're like a little decomposing system. It's kind of weird. Like, if you think about it, humans are really gross. Like, we're really gross beings. We, like, put stuff in ourselves. Like, think about it. If you really think about it, we put stuff in ourselves and then we, like, poop it out. Like, it's really weird, right? If you think about it. And then we, like, brush our dead hair and, like, paint our dead nails. I'm sorry. Too much. Too much. I digress. Uh, as a great yoga instructor in my life once said, I digress. I digress. But basically, food combining is an approach to eating that works on the premise that our bodies can only digest one concentrated food at a time. So concentrated foods are defined as starches and proteins. And let me just kind of preempt this whole topic by saying get a notepad out because you're going to want to take notes um, when you start doing your shopping and all that jazz. You really may want some notes. It's going to help you. So starches and proteins. To simplify it all, anything, basically any foods other than fruits and vegetables, correct? Now, the digestion, digestion of starches, which are grains, potatoes, and many other roots, they require alkaline conditions. Whereas the enzymes that digest proteins thrive in an acidic environment. So, if we eat a starch and a protein together, we're basically asking our digestive systems to be alkaline and acidic at the same time. It's not possible. It's not possible. And I'm like the one that tries to think anything's possible, right? No one can stop me. No one can stop me. But it's just not possible. Unfortunately, many of the typical Western foods combinations basically are asking our bodies to do just that. I had a friend tell me one time, he's like, you eat, actually I've had many friends, you eat like a bird. I do, I totally do. I'm like, beep, 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 beep. Like, pick, 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 pick. I like rotate, do, 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 do. I have my little sources, right? I'm like a bird. I'm like a bird, eat my little plants. And I'm just happy with that. Um, so, Okay, I'm going to give you kind of a breakdown on food combining right here, right now. I hope your pens are on. Click, click. I'm in a mood today. Can I tell you? It was like really foggy this morning when I, um, I went, I went paddleboarding after my workout and then the sun came out drastically. It's like I wasn't ready for it. So now I'm like, bang. Um, okay, so how can we pair foods to improve our digestion? and to ultimately have more energy, right? Because when we are kind of like a little compost, you know, feeling like you can imagine the toxins and the fumes in your body and you know, you're like, why am I so bloated? Why am I so gassy? That's because we, and we feel lethargic, right? That's probably because we didn't do the proper combining. Ugh, I know it sounds so difficult, but if you wanna feel better folks, right here, right now, um, maybe you should just, as I said before, experiment, experiment, okay, for a week, see how it goes.
right? What's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna feel better? Okay, so let's start off with, unfortunately, the negative, okay? Because you'll probably wanna know this one first. The poor food combinations. And here are the most popular that are in Western dishes. Meat and potatoes. Chicken and biscuits. I don't know why I'm using an accent. Spaghetti and meatballs. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. My sister loves grilled cheese. I think she still does, but I'm sorry, guys. I think there's a whole cookbook on grilled cheese sandwiches. Anyways, fish and chips. Ugh. Sorry, you all, like, Southern California people. Hot dogs. <sighs> Hamburgers. And the list goes on and on and on. Is that why people, like, take antacids afterwards? Right? Acid reflux? Ring a bell? Okay, so eating any of those combinations basically requires the starch and the protein di di I can never say that word digestive processes to work at cross purposes. And what essentially happens is that they neutralize each other. So neither protein nor the starch gets digested properly and it leads to a fermentation which feeds yeast and fungus. Oh my gosh, awesome, right? And that's where all those gases start. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, and the chain is like a, basically a chain reaction and it just disrupts all the other digestive process of all the other foods that we eat. Oh my gosh, you're just like spiraling down, right? And you all know the symptoms of poor digestion, right? But if you don't know, let me kind of clarify. <laughs> um, stomach pains, bloating, gas, indigestion, or heartburn. You know it's familiar, right? You've had it. You probably have it right now. Just be honest. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, and it, guys, it's so common and it's so sad because we just accept these symptoms as a normal part of life and pop a pill or take a pill or run and get a pill and we never get to the root cause. So guys, I'm giving you the root cause <laughs> here. Here you go. It's many of the root causes. I'm sure there's other things that go on in people's lives, but this is a huge root cause. Um, Guys, it shouldn't be a normal part of life. I'm going to be honest with you. And so if you don't want to feel tired or lethargic, if you don't want lentil gas, I'll, show, I'll tell you how to not get lentil gas. It's amazing. Um, digestion really is like, you know, I'm an athlete. It's like a workout. It really is and can actually demand a ton of energy. And it's like a strenuous exercise if you think about it. I mean, think about it, really think about it. Now, if we help it along, we really don't feel zapped. We don't feel logged down, you know, oh my gosh. It's like Thanksgiving, oh my gosh, why do people feel so tired after they eat a Thanksgiving meal? Well, because of the tryptophan and probably turkey, but everything that was mashed together, stuffing, oh my gosh, stuffing, right? It's like all this stuff put together and then, you know, it makes us feel like a big blob, right? Oh my gosh. And then you have constipation. What do you think constipation really is, right? Okay. So worst off is that it puts a huge strain on your liver and your liver is the most important regenerative and detoxing organ. So your liver is the king or queen in your life. It is what you want to be working at its most prime at all times. 
Okay, so I'm not gonna make this hard, but I wanna just, yeah. Now, I find food combining to have, it has huge success. I find that when I really focus on it, and I'm not just purely eating out of emotion, you know what I mean? Um, Hagen does. Actually, I don't really like ice cream. I'm like one of the few that does not like ice cream. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> but I do have my vices, and I do spin out on them. Um, so me and some of you might be more sensitive to certain food combinations than others. For example, I know people know that melon should be on its own or just leave it out of the picture. Don't mix it with stuff. I used to do this all the time. I used to mix melons with my salads and with peas and stuff like that. And I think I had huge bloating. I was like brain fog even. Um, because melon actually, it goes to the body. It's like tissue paper in my mind. It goes through the body faster than probably any other food at all. So um, it increases basically a really fast digestive process and gets to the fermentation state more rapidly, if you know what I mean. Now, I also believe in bio-individuality and um, building habits, like basically build your habits around this information. And I'm going to give you about five tips, five, five uh, combining tools that you can kind of take account for. Again, my mind is all over the place, so stick with this little birdie girl. Um, as I'm like, literally, what? I'm having a Friday moment, guys. Um, okay, so number one. All right. Can you do this? Eat only fruit until noon. Only until noon. I don't know what time you start even eating in the day. A lot of people I know inter intermittent fast perhaps, but eat only fruit until noon. Um, fruit is said to be eaten on its own. Your liver works hardest to eliminate toxins between midnight and midday. I think that's a huge note to point out. Your liver works hardest to eliminate toxins between midnight and midday. And digesting fruit doesn't require action by the liver. Again, it's very like, kind of like tissue-like. So the basically to support the optimal cleansing, traditional food combiners um, typically consume fruit alone in the morning hours. And fruit is actually a great replenisher of fluids after you wake up because it moves quickly through the stomach and the small intestines. You wake up, you're so dehydrated, whether you even know it or not, you're so dehydrated. You should be dousing yourself with fluids in the morning. And fruit is a really good helper at that. So a fruit breakfast really leaves the stomach ready for a more um, mm, have a diverse lunch, let's just say, if you're a lunch consumer. Some people do three meals a day. Some people do six little small meals a day. Some people do two meals a day. Some people do one meal a day. So I really stress to just follow what works with your body. You know it best. You really do. So just kind of follow these tips and apply them appropriately. But I really like to combine um, fruits with, I'll use the word protein, fats, <laughs> and leafy greens. I'm huge with greens in the morning. Huge. And as a uh, I would say a general rule with this is that sour or acidic fruits like grapefruits, kiwis, and strawberries can be combined with uh, like a protein fat such as an avocado, coconuts, 
coconut kefir, which is fermented coconut, and sprouted nuts and seeds. Sprouted because, I don't know, seriously, guys, a mood. Um, sprouted because it helps to germinate them, right? And it's almost like the ripening process, I'm going to say, for nuts and seeds. Gets off that protective layer, that protective barrier from the birds like me eating them. And both acid fruits and um, hmm, the next layer of acid fruits, so like the subversion, like apples, grapes, and pears, can be eaten with cheese if you can consume a cheese, okay? And vegetable fruits like avocados, cucumbers, tomatoes, and peppers. Did you know those were actually fruits? They just look like a vegetable? Or we were maybe just taught that they were a vegetable? So they can be eaten with fruits, vegetables, starches, and proteins. Okay. I've also found that apples, um, they combine really well with raw vegetables, which generally, instinctively, I've always kind of gone to. You know when you're not feeling well and you want something that's just kind of plain and bland and you just kind of, you know, get whatever's raw, right? You don't want anything cooked, anything too fancy. And I always tend to go towards like apples because these are so crisp and nourishing and you just feel so good. And something like um, like celeries and cucumbers and just feels so comforting and hydrating. But also leafy greens. Okay, okay, I got off track. So foods combined with raw vegetables, right? So leafy greens are spinach, kale, collard greens, um, along with the vegetable fruits, which I just mentioned above. Those are basically my go-to staples, I would say. And they combine with every food on the planet. Um, I'm not a huge smoothie person just because I like to crunch things. But I do make cold soups at times. I make a ton of salads. My salads are not just lettuce. They're like literally everything amazing that you could put in there. And um, if I am able to, I'm still kind of playing around with introducing melons back into my life. I ate a ton when I was in Italy. It literally like saved me. Oh, their melon there, guys, is uh, mm, bellissimo. Like none other. None other. You can eat it with. I ate it for literally every meal. Just ask. Um, but some fruits, like sweet fruits, <coughs> don't combine well with concert concentrated starches and proteins. Um because they take like more like three to five hours to digest, I would say. But fruit is great for cleansing, um, but <laughs> when it's trapped in your digestive cycle, remember, it starts to ferment and produces the acid and alcohol, which again, I'm gonna say this, feeds yeast, fungus, and bacteria. So, after you eat a starch or a protein meal, it's best to wait at least five hours to have a fruit. That being said, I'm just gonna throw this in there and I'll probably say it again. At the end of a meal, if you have like a huge bowl of beans, don't go eat an apple right after. Don't go say, I'm gonna have a bowl of berries for dessert. Sorry, too late. It's going to ferment and you're going to just be like, little miss or Mr. Gas. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Why do you, why do you have me here if you, if you don't want to hear the honest truth, right? Okay, the thing number two that I kind of want to point out, number two, is that you want to pair proteins, proteins with non-starchy vegetables 
or sea vegetables. Okay, when we consume more concentrated proteins like tofus, and again, we're doing plant-based right here, um, tofus, tempeh, maybe you do, um, maybe you do eggs if that's on your plant-based list. <laughs> um, the stomach basically like, like, like revs up the hydrochloric acid and the protein digestive enzyme, which is pepsin, sound like a certain antacid, right? And it's not so good for the the whole um, environment of the digestion of starches. So proteins are best combined with non-starchy vegetables such as spinach, carrots, onions, and broccoli or with alongside um, sea vegetables. I love a sea vegetable. Sea vegetable. We're like, what? What's that? Nori. Guys, you know sushi? The little wraps? Nori, kombu, wakame, arame, hijiki, and dulce. I never know if I'm saying those right, but I'm just, just saying them. And those happily happily digest in both a protein or a, or a starch-friendly environment. And um, leave, okay, suggestion, leave four to five hours between a protein meal and a starch meal. Oh my gosh, are you confused yet? Don't be. Trust me, it's easy. Just give yourself a break, rest, and digest. Where did you think that term came from? Mm, it's a true thing. Mm. Live it, learn it, love it. Okay, the third thing, combine grains and starchy vegetables or non-starchy vegetables or sea vegetables. Okay, I'm going to say that again because you're probably like, what? Combine grains and starchy vegetables with non-starchy vegetables or sea vegetables. Okay, so no, no proteins are in this picture. So non-grain starches are like potatoes, corn, non-GMO please, fresh peas, the winter squashes, um, and artichokes. They can be combined well with rice, quinoas, millets, buckwheats, um, amaranth, and many other grains. And those starchy foods also work well with non-starchy vegetables like the leafy greens and the sea vegetables. And so many of you, um, many of you probably like quinoa bowls, millet bowls, rice bowls, all that stuff. Um, yeah, think about that. Think about that. Really think about this. It's so fun. It's like a puzzle, right? Okay, number four. Protein fats go with non-starchy vegetables and sea vegetables. Okay? So the protein fats include, as I said before, avocado, nuts, seeds, uh, if you consume cheeses, and olives. Make sure that you can consume olives. Many people have um, an intolerance to it for some reason, but make sure olives do well with you. And those combine best with, um, isn't that kind of weird though? Like olives are a protein fat? What? Seriously. So these combine best with sea vegetables and other non-starchy vegetables and with the acid fruits. Now, again, I like to use avocados in a lot of things. I use them with my nuts and my seeds, and I've made desserts with them, and I put them on my salads and, and my non-starchy vegetables. Uh, seriously, living with me is a dream. You should really try it. Number five, here we go, the last little kicker. Protein starches are 
here's the kicker, literally. Protein starches are difficult to digest and I recommend you to consume sparingly. So, let's talk about beans, also many known as legumes. And those are classified as protein starches, which basically means they're both a protein and a starch. And your body has a little bit of a difficult time to break down an abundance. So, um, you know when, uh, maybe, I mean my mom always told me to uh, stop 20 minutes eating stop eating 20 minutes before you feel full. Because when you feel full, it's probably too late because it's still digesting. You're gonna be feeling more full and more more full along the way, right? So don't eat a, sometimes like I do, pound and a half of beans at the end of the night right before you go to bed because you're gonna feel really kind of like, why did I do that? Why, God, why? It happens, you know? Stuff happens sometimes, but I highly recommend. Here we go. Here we go. Here, here we go. How to break them down? So I always soak my beans. Always, always soak them for eight. It depends on the bean, but up to eight hours. Sometimes overnight. Um, if it's a red lentil, I can get away with fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. And. I always, I, I never get it from a can. I know some of you may have to get it from a can, but that's kind of where a lot of the gas is kind of coming from. Um, anyways, I say thoroughly rinse them if you have to eat them from a can. At least you're starting somewhere, right? But soak your beans or dried peas. Um, actually, they say with a strip of kombu because it helps alleviate some of the gas. However... Even with, and I am, I will tell you this, like, even with me trying every single trick in the book to reduce any type of inherent gassy qualities of a bean, they are just sneaky. You know, have you, ever, have you ever heard the term sneaky little bean? Yeah, they're sneaky. And for a lot of people with sensitive digestive tracts, sensitive um, just stomachs, intestines, what have you, um, they still wreak havoc and they are probably best to keep to a minimum. So what I recommend if you are going to eat them, because they are amazing and they are a huge staple in my life and my regimen, and they are loaded with an abundance of plant-based protein, combine them with a non-starchy vegetable, which I do all the time, and a sea vegetable for the most efficient digestion. I love it. I love a little apple cider vinegar with my beans, my even green peas, and um, some spices and my nori sprinkled on top. Oh, so good. Okay, I know what you're thinking. You feel like, oh, where do I start? Yeah, just breathe, okay? Let's just all breathe, okay? <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's not a hassle, guys. This is going to be life-changing for you. Life-changing. So I'll give you some examples. Good food combinations. Just kind of like backing it, backtracking for you. Good food combinations. Proteins and non-starchy vegetables or sea vegetables. Okay, that's great. Starchy vegetables and non-starchy vegetables or sea vegetables, okay? Protein fats, like nuts and seeds, and your acid fruits. Protein fats and non-starchy vegetables or sea vegetables. Protein fats and sea vegetables. 
protein and fats or oils, leafy greens, and the world is your oyster, anything. Leafy greens go with literally anything. So when in doubt, just eat green, okay? <laughs> just be a bunny eating your, your little lettuce right there on the spot. And um, I wanna reverberate that there are some foods that you can combine with anything. And that is avocado, cucumber, leafy greens, which is spinach, kale, arugula, lettuces, chard, beet, greens. I love a dandelion green. I love a mustard green. You name it. It's there. It's in my life. Lemons, limes, tomato, if you can tolerate it. Zucchinis, I'm obsessed with right now. Summer squashes, ah, uh, also amazing. And wheatgrasses. What? Wheatgrass. We'll have to do a whole podcast about wheatgrass. Actually, it's really good because it's like a savior. Um, okay, my darlings, my friends. I want to jump in really, 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 really quickly um, because I know I mentioned it before, but I want to share with you some foods that you can really start to hydrate your life, your mind, your body, soul. So I flipped through because I had a note. Oh, got it. So hydration, typically in a day, men versus women, women need about nine, you know, servings, I think it's servings, cups of uh, filtered water, hydration. Let's just use the word hydration. Men need 12. And there's surprisingly, because basically 85% of us, 85% of our body's content is H2O, okay? 85%, that's a lot. So you can actually find water in food, huh? Funny enough, right? And it's not in bread. Um, okay, so we've got cucumber, which has 96% water content. You probably already guessed that one. Zucchini, who would have thunk it? It didn't seem so like drizzly, right? But it is, has so much water, 94%. Celery has 95%. Tomatoes has 94%. Watermelon has 92%. Broccoli, 90%. Cauliflower, 92%. Um. And then, of course, because sometimes I like to play devil's advocate, I have to throw in the dehydration foods, okay? Salt, sugar, soda, coffee, alcohol. And remember, guys, we are not in a deficit of having not enough protein because I'm going to put a little asterisk asterisk on this podcast and saying that too much protein may cause a dysfunction in your kidneys. So be cautious and um, just remember, consume wisely. Use what works best with you. In the end, you know your body better than anyone else on the planet. You've been living with yourself the longest, okay? So, choose wisely, my friends. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. If you have any questions at all, feel free to hit me up. You can find me um, on Instagram at justbeinghonestkb and on the World Wide Web at justbeinghonest.com. All right, I'm here for you. And remember, we're all going through whatever we're going through right now together. You are not alone. Just because I snout happy snappy right now and I'm rhyming doesn't mean that every day is rainbows and glitters. So um, just know that we all stand with you together. Um, I feel compassion for you all. Know that if you even need someone to talk to, I'm here to listen. 
truly, and I'm not just saying that. So please reach out to me. You can DM me too. Slide into my DMs. Okay, until next time, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Kiss, kiss. Hug, hug. Peace, love. Ciao. I have to admit something. I am a clean junkie. So if you guys have known by now, if you've seen my website, if you've followed me on Instagram, you know that I'm always treating myself like the little guinea pig that could. I mean in the fact that I try out all the products you want to know about in regards to clean living, clean beauty, clean household items, non-toxic products, and just basically living the life full of authenticity. I have products out there and products that I suggest that will clean up your life. Yes, our keyword is clean. So if you wanna know what I'm using that helps prevent against toxic chemical usage in your hormones, oh! guys, we all know that hormone disruptors are out there and our skin is the largest organ on our body. So what you put on your body goes into your body, goes into your internal organs. I'm talking uh, things I want to help you prevent for cancer, um, autoimmune diseases, the list goes on and on and on. So if you want to know what I'm using that's clean, that's really invigorating my lifestyle, I've tried it for you. So I have a list of favorites on my website on www.justbeinghonest.com. Remember, bean has no G, so it's J-U-S-T-B-E-I-N-H-O-N-E-S-T.com.